Blog Talk Radio. Actually, uh, I, okay. I think there might be a little bit of cross speech today just because we've got, uh, well, actually, David is not trucking today, so we do have him stationary, and I'm stationary, so we may have you in and out, but hopefully not. Um, I'm, I'm the mobile one today. You're the mobile one today. Well, you've been mobile for the last, I don't know, <laughs> half a year or so, but just in the driver's seat. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, once again, we're up for new changes, of course. Uh, for those of you that, that uh, follow me on Facebook, you, you all know that I'm no longer driving truck, and uh, and uh, I decided I'm going to throw my hat in the ring and, and uh, give a try at being a professional poker player. And for those of you who think that's funny, because, come on, Michael, you got to admit that seems like quite a stretch from truck driving. He is an amazing poker player. Let me tell you, when we ever needed money for the show or um, I, I needed him to float me alone, all he had to do was go out and play a poker game and bring home the bacon. <laughs> uh, at, least, at least it's not hard work anyway. <laughs> well, it's something you enjoy, yeah. and and let's face it. I mean, I, I'm not condoning gambling and everybody running out and doing it because uh, they would probably, you know, lose their life savings and a whole bunch of divorces as a result. <laughs> no but you know, Michael's single, which will bring about a whole another point here soon, and um, he's very good at playing poker, and his poker face is just that. <laughs> I, 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 I figure what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a whole bunch of pictures of myself of my different poker faces and, and then post them up on the new page, you know. Well, that's and, when I started uh, laughing when you suggested that because isn't a poker face like nothing? No 
expression, so they would all look the same. Well, I, I actually use, or I guess, more more psychology than that because I will look like I'll try to make myself look excited when I don't have something, and I'll try to make myself look like I don't have anything when I do. <laughs> and that's why you win. Majority of the time, yeah, it seems the majority of the time because they don't they don't buy into it. They don't know what I have. But, well, because they probably think yeah, you're I'm pretty amateur when you're showing expression. Expression, they probably think, yeah, yeah he he doesn't know what a poker face is all about. When in yeah. fact, you are using and, psychology. And and for, and for those who don't know, I've actually played with several of the professional poker players out there, so. So, you know, I, I played with uh, Maria Ho, Tiffany Michelle, uh, Jerry Yang, which won, who won the uh, World Series of Poker Man event back in 2007. I played with Ray First, and, uh, and then some, some, also some Hollywood people I played with. So it's, it's not like I'm just sitting out, you know, to go play poker out of the blue. It's been something I've been wanting to do for quite some time. I just never got around to it. And didn't a lot of them, like, wonder why you weren't throwing your hat in the game? Yeah, actually, actually, the, the uh, world champion had, had told me that you know he was surprised that he hadn't seen me in the pro circuit because he thought that I was a very good poker player. So that was a nice compliment, and that was about four years ago. That's quite <laughs> a compliment. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, this is a big cha- uh, life change for you, but it'll be exciting. And um, hey, you, you never know till you try. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You put it put it this way. You got nothing to lose at this point. Oh no, kidding! You know, you know, it gets pretty bad. You know, a lot of people have been asking me on Facebook, you know, what happened? What happened? What happened? But what what mostly happened was was three weeks without a paycheck. That's what and, and busting my ass. That's what happened. And matter of fact, I even had one paycheck when they said I owed them money. And oh yeah, and when you're not getting, you're getting paid well. late, and you're getting not uh, huge paychecks, and they're withholding shit, and you have no per diem, yeah. you can't even eat comfortably. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, you know, they pay us by the mile, and 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 the, and the company I was working for is one of the lowest paying companies out there, and uh, so you know, they pay us by the mile, and then they then they take out all the all the insurances and all that kind of stuff, and then they take it out for an escrow, and that's that, so that way if you do damage to the truck or whatever, you know, they've got some sort of money to, to help recover that. Now, didn't you mention that, one you know, time that you got you got to one of your locales early and they wanted to fine you? <laughs> oh, yeah, Walmart. Yeah, Walmart wanted to charge me $100 because I showed up two days early. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's just, I guess they have their reasons. I, I don't understand what they could be except if they were shorthanded for somebody to unload the truck at that point. But that seems like a big company like that would have that all covered. But anyways, uh, how was the oh, new that driver that you got? <laughs> I'll, I'll go there with you personally on a different time and day. <laughs> Okay, so that brings me back to the whole single thing because (laughs) Michael was not going to do the dating game because he, yeah. Anyways, I guess that's out the window, and we're back to doing the dating game. So he will be permanently located, at least for the time being, in Reno, Nevada. So any of you single women who are interested in playing the dating game, 
you would have to be in the Reno area or willing to fly, bus, train, walk, hitchhike there to <laughs> have a date with Michael. And uh, you can get in touch with uh, either one of us, probably more comfortably me on Facebook. And um, we're going to go ahead and, and go ahead with the dating game. So anything else new that you want to discuss before we play one of David's songs and then bring him in? Oh, I, th- I think that, that's about uh, it. Oh, I do have one thing I want to talk about. I know for the last few days. You and I and David discussed this be, while we were waiting for the show to start. I had my first conversation with my mother in, in ICU today. Um, I mean, I know that on, uh, oh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, um, she called, actually it was on Christmas, she called all the children separately, obviously we're not in one place, and um, was the first time she was able, because she has a tracheotomy, so, you know, they would have had to have taught her how to, uh, you know, close that off with her finger or whatnot to be able to speak, and first time in three months she had spoken anything, and she called, and oh, it was angelic, it was beautiful to hear her say, I just wanted to call and say, I love you, I, I can't talk for long, and really that was about the extent of it, and we all cried and had our moments, but um, you know, that was, how long ago was Christmas now? Three weeks, maybe? So this yeah, was the first great. full conversation that I had with her today, and my sister was in her hospital room and called it about 20 minutes till 3, and I'm like, ah, i got to go on air. I don't even want to cut this short. I I felt so horrible having to tell her that I had to go, but I had, you know, a regular conversation where she was talking about, she had, I don't know, a spoonful of pudding, a taste of uh, root beer, you know. She says, psychologically, it sounds great as soon as it hits my stomach, I'm sick. But she's making progress. They actually took her in the wheelchair out, outdoors, and it's snowing and freezing, but she wanted her first breath of fresh air in three months. So, yeah, I'm quite excited that they're actually moving her out of the ICU today. And, um Oh yeah, considering three months ago that I flew there and had had you know thoughts of having to bury her, this is absolutely a miracle. So, anyways, our guest yeah, today is is singer songwriter David Leach, who hails from Kentucky and records in Nashville. Before I bring him on, I'm going to start the show out with his song, "The Show." And uh, then we will bring him on. So here we go, the show with David Leach. I was sweating in the field when I heard a chilling voice Say not everybody leaves this earthly world their own choice and if you care to sacrifice that crop you're making grow, you can bring them back for one more show. So I plowed the whole thing under and I pulled a flatbed in. My dark out built a makeshift stage where a cotton field had been. I hung flower sacks or curtains and they all red marked white. Spotlights were to John Deere tractor lights. Then there stood Jimmy Rogers next to him was passing by. Ain't had those borrowed angels singing, I 
That was David Leach with the show, his song, The Show. And we're going to go ahead and not hesitate and go on and bring David in. David, hi. How are you? Hey, Carrie. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. That was an amazing song. I love listening to your music first off. Well, thank you very much. And and you're having quite some success. You've got some stuff coming up uh uh, as, as far as uh, recording, and um, did you tell me that one of your songs was up for an award or something, or was it the recording contract we were discussing? I I, I don't recall. Uh, I'm starting to get some airplay, and um, one of the songs had made a song of the week at an internet radio station in France, and uh, I was excited about that. Well, little victory, but they're all good. They're all great. They're all great. Now, you also are pretty open about the fact that along with being a musician, you do trucking. I do. It uh it pays the bills. It keeps the lights on while I, you know, chase this music dream. Which is awesome. And and you've been married not too long, a couple of years. So what is your wife is she pretty supportive? Yes. Yeah, yeah, she she is. Uh, and you know, she knows it's a passion and that uh that uh, it's it's one of those things that you know I'm going to need to know the answer when I get to be 80. You know, how did that go? And exactly. She that. Exactly. To not have any regrets for not have at least tried that. Right. Like Michael in his poker. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's going to have to change his name to Maverick. <laughs> right. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, Michael? Hey, oh, Mike Maverick. Might... It's a literature. Michael, are you there? <laughs> We might have lost Michael because he's on the Greyhound bus on the way to Reno, and uh, and uh, he may have uh, you know reception in and out. So I may have to call him in the next uh, time we play one of your songs. Anyway, so you hail from Kentucky, but you do record your music in Nashville. I I do yes uh, I uh, I've had the good fortune to have, have met some great people in. Uh, that, that live in Nashville, and they've just been instrumental in in helping me to you know achieve my uh, my first album. 
That's awesome. Now, you have one out, or do you have more than one? Uh, this is my first. This is my debut album. This is your baby. This is my baby, yeah. Um, so what so role does Buddy be... have? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was, uh, was going to ask what roles Buddy Hyatt and Dan Mitchell played in that. Dan Mitchell actually wrote that song you just heard. Oh, okay. And uh, to give you a little background on him, he also uh, was one of the writers for If You're Going to Play in Texas, for Alabama, and uh, Roll on 18-Wheeler. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and uh, he's uh, he's been a friend and a, and a mentor, and uh, so has Buddy Hyatt, who I met through Dan. And uh, Buddy produced the record that uh, I've got right now. Okay, you and, know uh, you just aged yourself by calling it a record, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, no, really, I'm young. I'm just into retro, okay? That's it. It's That's a, the ticket. Oh, gave it away again. <laughs> At least you didn't say it was a, a, what were those called? Those big, why am I having a brain freeze? Those uh, big, huge, humongous music cassette thingies. What were those called? Oh, the eight tracks. Oh, yeah, there you go, the eight tracks. <laughs> At least I'm you gonna didn't bring those say, back yeah, this was day. my first eight-track. I love them. First eight-track. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> now, do you have do you have um, siblings and mom and dad who were musicians, or, or what was your early influence in music? Or who? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I suppose, you know, it, it, it would have been a, uh, an influence that stayed in the back of my mind. Because I really didn't start writing until I hit my 30s. And, you know, it's, I don't know, it was a delayed effect, I guess. Um, but I grew up in a bluegrass family. And, wow. Uh, yeah, and there were eight brothers and sisters. And, <gasps> and where do you yeah. fall? Well, no, no, uh, there were eight brothers and sisters from my dad's side. And uh, I was the oldest of four. Oh, Wow. But, yeah, my memories are 16 adults playing bluegrass till the early hours of the morning and almost oh, 40 yeah. kids running around the yard. Yeah. Isn't that awesome, though? Those were good memories. Those I really still were. love that. I, I still remember my daddy playing the piano or the organ every night, and that's what I would fall asleep to. And I that miss is. that. I miss that. So if I can find an internet station or an AM FM station that plays just instrumental and piano especially, I just put that on and I can be out in a second. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I used to sleep to the radio. Now, where do you fall in the four siblings? Uh, well, uh, there were four by my mom, but dad had other marriages. So I was the oldest of my mother's. And um, I don't know, I would have been about third or fourth child from my father. Right, as far as your half-brothers and sisters. So yeah. you did have a, a huge family yourself as well. I mean, half-brothers and sisters are not. You know, my kids are in the same situation where they've got three Half brothers and sisters, and then they've got each other, so that extends your family. Family's family, right? Family is family, yeah. And we, I've already lost one sister. Uh, we lost her to cancer, I think, back in '02. Oh, I'm and, sorry uh, to hear that. We were kind of discussing that pre-show that um, cancer sucks. 
<laughs> it does. It really does. Um, I guess that's all I can say on that, you know, until we find a cure for it. Exactly. Exactly. And see, that was one of the things uh, that Dad had against him was, uh, yes, he ended up dying of throat cancer, like I was telling you pre-show, but um, it, it was as a result of a rare immune deficiency. And when you have something that's rare, you don't even, I mean, look at all the years we've been trying to find a cure for cancer, and most of the money is going to that as opposed to anything that's rare. They're not going to, they don't have the funds to research cures for things that only a handful of people have, you know. And then when you have an immunity deficiency, then you end up dying of something completely different. And in his case, it was cancer. And so, yeah, that's a harsh disease for people who have it and those loved ones who are in their lives, uh, being nurturing and nursing them through that. And I know yeah, one of the things my mom had to deal with was such a sense of guilt because, you know, you miss that person when they're gone, but there is that sense of relief because it's so difficult to have to go through that and until you're that person that goes through it, you know. So on to something happier. <laughs> okay. High school sports. Were you in high school sports? Uh, I played a little bit of football when I was in high school. What position? And uh, uh, special teams. Uh, I really didn't stay with it that long. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting into into taekwondo when I was seventeen. Oh. And that became okay. a passion for many years, and uh, then, uh, well, you know, trucking is such a demanding job that. I'm not going to use it as an excuse, but it's extremely difficult to maintain any kind of normal lifestyle when you truck. Well, if you truck, if you long real. haul. Oh yeah, because you have to be available at their beck and call, and it's, I'm sure when you have your free time, that's when you're doing your music. That's your passion. You can't have twenty or thirty, you know, different oars in the water. Right? No, you 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 can't. Um, yeah, but. Uh, you're you're a friend of mine on Facebook, and if you ever get if you ever see the photographs, I included some of when I was, you know, young and in shape. I had the splits between the chairs, and I even taught for a little bit, and uh, then life took me in a different direction. Yeah, are you familiar with Kenpo? I am. Yeah, my ex-husband is a third-degree black belt in Kenpo, so I. <laughs> You know, we've been divorced 13 years, and we were together for 11, and my kids are 18 and 19, and I always wanted them to get into the martial arts, and it's always a case of, well, I'll teach them, I'll teach them. But, you know, he again, he's in the movie business, which is like trucking. It's not a nine-to-five job. And so um, he actually did start this year, teaching them finally but um yeah i've always been enamored by the martial arts i knew nothing i couldn't defend myself i couldn't you know if i was in a wet paper bag but <laughs> i admire those who are are disciplined enough in in any martial arts so your your four siblings were any of them musicians uh... or any of your half brothers and sisters you know what? I don't think they were. I don't think they are. So your your main inspiration then were your aunts and uncles and parents and grandparents? Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
I have my uh, aunt's guitar who, you know, she passed of cancer some 20 years ago. And uh, I've never learned to play it, but I look forward to the day that I'll be able to. And, you know, it is a dream now, and so, so don't laugh at me. But I've dreamed uh-huh. that one day I'll be able to play it on the Grand Old Opry. I think that would be the coolest thing ever. And you know what? As long as you dream that dream and you keep it in the forefront of your mind, it doesn't matter whether it happens this year or in 20 years, it'll happen. And I love your music. I have no doubt that that, that you're going big places, David. Well, thank you very much. Now, do you play any other instruments? Did you ever well, take actually, band I don't even, in high school? <laughs> I don't even play that one. I just play my voice. And uh, I arrive at my melody when I'm writing uh, simply by singing it. You know, I'll go, now, I'll are sing all it over your and songs, over when over. you bring up writing, are all your songs originals, or do you do some covers? I do some covers, and uh, I, I, I've i got some original music that my producer and friend, uh, Buddy Hyatt, uh, put on my album for me. And uh, so I've got a mix on there, because I didn't want it to just be, you know, all me. I, I wanted right. to have something that was, you know, bigger than me. Right. And, uh, and, and yeah. Now, where so. can people uh, get your record at? <laughs> where can people buy your CD, David? <laughs> my record, my album, my eight track. <laughs> my eight track is available at Kmart. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're going to have to hit a pawn shop for that one. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, you can go to cdbaby.com okay. and simply, you know, put in my name and the album title, uh, Top of the World, and you can get you can get it there, or you can okay. go to iTunes. Okay, so iTunes, everybody's familiar with. Most people are familiar with CD Baby, and that's David Leach, spelled L-E-A-C-H, Top of the World. And um, now that we mentioned Top of the World... That's my favorite song that you do. We were talking about that as well, that it may not be the most commercial song, but it is the most touching in my opinion. And, of course, 9-11 was, you know, it was a huge day for most of us, you know. I would I would say all of us, but most of us, um, and some more than others. And that that was a real life-changing day for me as far as, the whole mortality thing, and and I went I went through a whole lot, and um, so when, uh, you know, I did a writing on nine eleven, and so when I heard your song, it just oh, it so touched me. And I was telling you, I had heard some other nine eleven songs that just didn't do it for me because it to me it just wasn't an expression of of uh, the enormity of that day. So. Um, uh, why don't you tell our listening audience some of what you were telling me about the day that you recorded the video for that? Oh, well, uh, we, uh, a friend of mine uh, recorded a uh, a homemade video that we did uh, in 2009. And uh, we were up on a little, little outcropping called Sugarloaf Mountain. And uh, really maybe 100 feet tall, just a big rock. And uh, the winds up there were at least 50 miles an hour. Uh, at the time, I weighed about 200, and twice it almost knocked me down. So however yeah. hard that is, for most of the day, we had a hard time shooting because the wind was just too hard. And, you know, uh, I'm I'm a country music act, so it was hard to keep my hat on my head. 
I was exactly. blowing my clothes off. <laughs> and uh, at the end of the day, um, the battery on the uh, on the camcorder died. And right when it died, the wind died down to nothing. I mean, as quiet as a room in an office building. And I just kind of felt like we had company up there that day, you know. I uh, I have no doubt that you had company there that day, and and I'm sure as you a, felt it prior to the wind dying down. Uh, there's there's such emotion for me around that song. It, you know, it it's not like, you know, I'm having an aha moment from the first time I ever finally got it on paper and realized what it was. You know, I fell in love with it, and I know I wrote it, so it's kind of like you know most writers will tell you their songs are their babies. Well, this one's the pick of the litter. And um, after we did that video, a young man out in uh, California, a young independent filmmaker by the name of Kevin Burreal, contacted me and wanted to do a professional quality video to it. And so it really served its purpose in getting the song out there to to someone who could connect with it and then make that video that you saw. Because that's the second video. Yeah. Well, it's an amazing video, and, and I would tell all my listeners to get a hold of it and listen to it and make sure you go to CD Baby or iTunes and pick up David Leach's vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead now and play Top of the World for everybody, David, and we'll be back in Three minutes and some. Here we go, everybody. Tribute to 9-11, Top of the World, from David Leach. Baby, I'm calling you One last time To tell you I love you and I'm glad that you're mine I'm up here on top Of the world tracing Looking down on creation Both saint and sinner And I've been so blessed in this life That you were my girl So I'm saying goodbye From the top of the world so I'm saying goodbye on the top of the world on a clear sunny day. There's not a cloud in sight, but there's a storm on the rise, and I'm going away. And I'll thank God in heaven when I get there that you were my girl. So for now, I'm saying goodbye on the top of the world. I'm up here on top of this man-made mountain Among the unwilling I'm leaving this life in the company Of heroes and villains And as the flames climb higher And I prepare for the end Tell our babies my last thoughts were then So I'm saying goodbye On the top of the world On a clear sunny day there's not a cloud in sight, but there's a storm on the rise, and I'm going away. And 
of that day but it just changed my views on so much um, I do want to thank before we bring David back in Larry Gromer and Josh Guild for our intro as always and our outro and for their hard work at uh, their, their guitar work their production work their radio voice I'm going to bring David back in are you there David yes I am Yay! I always love it when we don't lose our guests. <laughs> yeah, that's handy. Isn't it? Yeah, it's okay to lose the other host, but forget about losing the guest. <laughs> well, yeah, we we lost him about ten minutes ago. I figured when I played I your next one, <laughs> I'd bring him back in. <laughs> okay, twenty minutes ago. <laughs> so that's all right. <laughs> uh, David, do you have any upcoming events that you want to tell people about? Well, right now I don't. Uh, I'm uh, working on uh, getting as much radio airplay as I can. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like baby steps. Uh, it's going to exactly. take me a little time to get to the point where I can do shows. Yeah, because i got to break away from the truck to do that. Yeah, and you got to pay the bill. I totally understand that, and I think everybody, uh, every musician out there does as well. So uh, we already know about iTunes and CD Baby. You're on Facebook under David Leach, and you have your own page, which is David Leach Music. Am I right? That, that's correct, yes. Okay, so people can get in touch with you there. Do you have any other websites that they can find you at? We are currently working on putting a professional website together. 
so for now, you know, you can come over and friend me on Facebook and until I reach the max, of course. But uh, I, I don't think the page has any max for likes and. You know, yeah, I don't. Where, uh, I don't think they do either. Yeah, and uh, I've got a music store there through CD Baby on uh, on my page. And if you want, you can order from me direct too. You know, just by sending me a message. And some money. <laughs> yeah, and some money because, you know, musicians aren't free. <laughs> I know. I love that thing that I've seen on Facebook quite a bit about, yes, I am an artist, and no, I don't work for free. People seem to think that whenever they have an event, they can just get you all for, for free, and they don't realize what's involved in just uh, getting somewhere that's even, you know, 30 or 40 miles away. That's uh, more local than traveling halfway across the country, but it's still not local, and there's time involved in setting up. And oh, sure. I wouldn't want to be a drummer, put it that way. <laughs> right. And, and, I mean, you look at the time you have to devote to your craft it's to be exactly. good enough just to play in a band. Absolutely. You know, so, yes. They deserve everything the they get. Instruments. What was that, Michael? Also, the expensive the instruments. I mean, none of this stuff is cheap, you know. Especially if you want to play, you know, good quality. You know, there is a difference in the sound of a cheap guitar and an expensive guitar, believe it or not. You know, a lot of people don't think so, but there is a big difference in sound. And, uh, and same with drums and everything else. And none of this stuff comes cheap. No, and your sound system, if the venue that you're playing at doesn't have their own. So, yeah, it is uh, it is not free. Um, so you just had a birthday. You're a Capricorn, as am I. I am. Do you, do you uh, feed that much into the whole astrology thing, or you I think it's pretty it hocus-pocus? It is interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you can blanket a whole... Oh yeah, absolutely. And and uh, uh, being a Capricorn, I, I they say we're pretty pig-headed, usually in a more polite way, but <laughs> stubborn. Who Maybe stubborn? Stubborn. <laughs> stubborn, but we're passionate and we're uh, you know we have forceful uh, personalities, but we're also very sensitive and loyal and. So yeah. Yeah I, yeah 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 yeah. Ambition. Yeah, you know, don't forget that one. It's funny. It's funny because, because you know, when I tell people what my birthday is, they always say, "Oh, you're a Capricorn," and no, I'm not. No, you're a it's like, you're a Sagittarius, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. I just, I, I, you know, I'm like about three days before it turns to Capricorn there, and, and but everybody well, always tells me I'm a Capricorn. Yeah, well, because you're so close to it, they call it the cusp, and you can have qualities of either sign or both. So that's probably. Well, I know I've got a split personality, so I guess I might as well have a split astrological sign, huh? <laughs> Very true. I don't want to get through this show without having the chance to listen to the rest of your songs, David. So we're going to take another break and we're going to play Let Her Ride. Do you want to give us an intro to that song and how it came about? Uh, actually, I uh, I was putting the record together, our CD together, <laughs> and uh, a friend of mine who's a recording artist uh, by the name of Rob Lane wrote that one, and uh, I asked him if he would uh, let me cut it, and you know he he was all for it, and uh, uh, we uh, we we put it on the uh, on the CD. I would say when you're a songwriter, that 
for a musician to want to do your song. That's such a compliment, and especially one as amazing as you. So we're going to go to Let Her Ride, and we will be back in two minutes. And uh, David Leach, Let Her Ride. Michael Knight and myself, Carrie Francis, and that was Letter Ride by David Leach. And who was the writer, David? Rob Lane. Rob Lane. Got to give him his yes. his kudos. You can uh, you can actually check out his music at uh, at uh, Rob Lane Music. On the okay, internet. is it L A N E or L A I N? L A N E. Okay. L A N E. Is it? Yeah. Awesome. I'm just a okay, great writer. So, well, then he absolutely deserves kudos. So anybody who wants to check him out, Rob Lane, is it .com, did you say? I think it's .com. Okay, you'll so. be able to find him. Google him if it's not .com. Yeah, <laughs> It'll be .net, .com, .org, .something, anything but .gov. We're not talking about politics. <laughs> uh, no thanks. Had enough of that or last religion. year. Or religion. Nope, nope. <laughs> I think we concur on we concur on that one. 
So what do you think? This is kind of a personal question. I think I just lost Michael again. <laughs> You're still with me, right, David? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. Um, we lose Mike? What? Yeah, we did lose him. I'll bring him back in after. Oh, you're Oh, you're there? Oh, oh. Well, maybe somebody tried to call me because I just heard a ka-ching. <laughs> oh, my God, I'll be awesome again. Okay, so. I wish I'd hear a ka-ching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I'll tell you what, my both of my sons got a two-year contract with a production company to do like 11 movies, and they're making so much money, I want them to hire me. But they're 18 and 19. They would just be embarrassed to have mom around, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so a personal question, not too personal, but I mean, you know, less of a non-personal question. What do you think your forte is when it comes to, not music, so it's not a music question, when it comes to your characteristics, things that help drive you to do what you enjoy doing? What's your forte and then what's your? what do you think your downfall is? Uh, Well... Or what do you think well, you could there's, have there's, there's, there's no doubt I'm ambitious. I am that. I've got big dreams, and uh, whether or not I will be able to achieve them is, is yet to be seen, but I'm uh, ambitious, and I'm very tenacious. Once I set my mind to something, you do um, it. I, I just don't, I don't quit. I, wouldn't have, I would not have made Black Belt when I was younger if I hadn't been tenacious. No. Exactly. That yeah. takes a lot of discipline and... and you know, you're either somebody who gives up real, real easily in the first sign of, of of doubt, or somebody who goes for the gold and and see that's a Capricorn thing. <laughs> well, Although you know, but but you know what? Even though I'm very passionate and driven, I really honestly feel like I'm jack of all trades and master of none. <laughs> I know a lot about a lot, but not. Everything about any one thing. <laughs> yeah, Terry's one of those women that knows everything, man. And watch out. <laughs> or a little about a lot. I don't know. <laughs> so what do you think? Like if this were a job interview, you know this is such the famous question for job interviews. What is something you feel you can improve on? Can improve on organization. Are you, are you hiring this guy or what, Jerry? I, you know what, I'm thinking about You're taking it. your job, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. I'm gonna free Jerry. you up for poker. Go play poker, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now when you say organization, okay, that kind of in my head, and only because it's an issue with me. If my room, my house is not organized, my whole life feels chaotic. On the other hand, I'm the worst at it. So what does that tell you about my life? I mean, if you put me in a room and said, organize this room, oh, my God, leave me alone, though. I never want help. I want to do it myself. It will be immaculate and organized. Do I ever do that? Yeah, rarely. So I, I have the ability to organize. I just don't always do it. How are you when it comes to that? Oh, it's my Achilles heel. It really is. Is it? I'm a uh, what do they call it? You're right. If if you if if you're left-handed, you think with your right brain. You're you know you're artistic. You're dreamy. That sort of thing. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Not so. Not you're one the same zero. way. If you're if if something is like not real organized, your life seems chaotic, but 
we don't always uh, don't address. Don't fix it. There right. you go. That's, no, that's why we can sell it. <laughs> but I can come up with a halfway decent story. You know, I can't do that. That's awesome. That's all you need. Put it to music. Yeah, that's um, the story's what got this whole thing started. We do have yeah. a caller on the line, and I recognize the phone number. It's my honey, Larry, and I'm going to bring him on and see if he has anything that he wants to talk about. Larry? All right. Larry? Yes. <laughs> I was Can you hear Congratulations on the baby, by the way. <laughs> oh, hey, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so that'll, that'll get the Facebook chatters going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I didn't know you had a baby. <laughs> I'm his baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. <laughs> We're Definitely not. Old. No, not right now. <laughs> not not oh, at my age, anyway. <laughs> Why you don't think your swimmers anyway, I are? I love both- your material. It's, it's actually uh, uh, I was I was listening to the uh, to the last one, uh, you know, uh, "Let It Ride." That that is a great song, and and uh, kudos to Mr. Lane for writing that. That that, that that's just awesome. And and the other one, uh, uh, "Goodbye from the Top of the World." That was extremely touching, and uh, enjoyed that very very much. Thank you. Yeah, now, David uh, Larry yeah. is a lead guitarist, so. Coming from him, that that that's a oh. pretty awesome assessment of your work. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that is. He, he's actually the one who did our intro, and then you'll hear our outro as well. And he he's he's the voice of the intro as well as the guitar. So oh he's wow, he's smoking. Isn't he? Well, kind of an occupational hazard. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually uh, for occupational whatever. I was in radio for several years. Did morning drive radio, and and uh, so yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of fun. I enjoy doing it. <laughs> If I could just pick up more voice work, that'd be great. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Michael, did you have anything that you wanted to ask David before we play his last song and lead out? You know, I, I, I actually think you've covered up pretty much everything, other than trying to hire him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> other than trying to replace you. <laughs> it's, it's just that I want you to do so well at poker, Michael. <laughs> see you on ESPN. <laughs> there you go. I want to see you. You know, it's, it's hard to do the show. It, you know, it's it's hard, kind of hard to do the show where I'm located at because I'm like surrounded by all these people and they're looking at me like I'm really strange talking to myself or something. You know, <laughs> <laughs> which means you're talking into your Bluetooth, obviously. Right. <laughs> no, Larry, was, like I'm weird. Larry, was there anything that you wanted to? say before I let you go and we finish off with his last song Redneck. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I just um wow, we got a well, we got to get a hold of the CD is what we got to get a hold of. And uh, yeah, I definitely would love to hear the rest of it. I mean, the whole thing. So, yeah, it's a uh, great great music and I love your voice and uh country on. That's what I can tell you is uh, you know, that's what I play as country. That's what I listen to. So, and I grew up out here in Rio Linda, so it's uh he, he like growed up out south, here. Not, yep, I growed up out here. There you go. So, <laughs> well, California's got a big country scene, you know. Buck Owens. Oh, absolutely. Right. You betcha. Yeah, we we can we can cobble up pretty good out here. Uh, but uh, listen, best of luck to you, bro. I uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're gonna you're you are a shining star, my friend. Take off and uh, just make it all happen for you. 
Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. You got it. Thanks, honey. You got I'll it. See, I'll <laughs> see you. I'll see you in about five minutes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll be out here in the recliner. <laughs> no comment there. <laughs> Come on, guys. Oh, it's not a one eight hundred number. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, huh? I wish I got the money those girls could make. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Okay, Redneck. So who wrote Redneck, and what's it about, other than Redneck, a Redneck? Uh was a uh, song written by Buddy Hyatt, and uh, um, I think he co-wrote it with Kim Williams, who wrote Three Wooden Crosses. Oh, awesome. Uh, I love that song. And, uh, yeah, he's just a great writer, Buddy is, too, and an, and an, an outstanding producer. Um, I can't say enough about the man. And uh, his talents and his character, you know, I've, you meet some people in life that are just straight up honest. You know, I was most just going to say, especially in this business, you don't always, uh, you as well right. as any of us who are musicians or in the entertainment business at all, yeah, it's not all the time that you meet people who have a lot of integrity. So uh, that's amazing when they have both talent and integrity and you can stay lifelong yeah. friends. Well, yeah, David, we've uh, really enjoyed having you on the show, and I, I, I so hope we can get you back on and um, wish you luck in, in your career, and uh, we'll definitely be buying your CDs and pushing your vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> and my 8-track. And your 8-track, yes. I, I think that should be our next goal to bring back. Well, actually, they do still make vinyl, which I was quite surprised to hear, but we'll have to bring the 8-track back, absolutely. <laughs> yes, they do, and uh, if I, you know, if and when this becomes everything I think it's going to be, I was, uh, I've been entertaining this idea that I would, you know, run a limited vinyl edition just for fun, you know, just I to have it. I think you should. I think you should. I can't even remember whose I saw the other day, but that's the first that I saw, and I was like, oh, my God, what a great idea. So I think you should, and I just want to thank you again. We're so honored to have you on, and Michael, was there anything that you wanted to say before I let David go and we play his last song, Redneck? <laughs> I think I think you forgot you already asked me that question. <laughs> <laughs> See why I love him, David? <laughs> uh, uh, he just loves to dig That's at you, don't he? That's why she's telling me for something new. I don't remind her. She already reminded me of that. <laughs> so he doesn't point out to everybody my age and Alzheimer's, exactly. <laughs> I, I guess we're done, David. <laughs> Thank you again very much for coming on, and we're going to end with uh, Redneck and then our Not Late Night outro. And everybody meet us back here next uh Wednesday at the same time, 3 p.m. Pacific, same bat channel, and it's going to be a WTF version. It'll be Michael and I and our crazy, silly sense of humor. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thanks, David.